Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome, everyone, to When I Was On My Mission. Really excited this week. I have a good friend, Devin, who is going to share a mission story with us. Devin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And Devin and I have something in common. We served our missions in the southeastern United States, some of the greatest country out there. So, Devin, where did you serve your mission? Um, I served in the Alabama-Birmingham mission. Awesome. And did you speak a lang- did you speak a foreign language? Well, kind of. Okay. Um, I was called Spanish speaking, but there's three Spanish branches there, and there was 18 Spanish elders. So I mean, <laughs> I was really only in the Spanish area for like six, seven months. So I mean, I can speak Spanglish. Cool. Well, I hear that you have an awesome story to to share with us. So you want to jump into that and tell us tell us what you got? Absolutely. Yeah. So when I was on my mission. Often you came across to members of the KKK. It's kind of weird to say. It's weird to say, right? Yeah, it is. I never really had that in North Carolina. Like you kind of hear stories of that floating around a little bit, but I never, I never came across. I mean, at least anybody that that admittedly was a member. But yeah, right. So, um, I mean, the the clan started in Coleman, Alabama. So it's still sadly a very present group in Alabama and. I was in, it was my first area, it was in Gardendale, Alabama, so there's like Birmingham, and then like one other city, and then Gardendale is where we lived, so okay. it was, it's where the temple was, so I met this guy, that he wasn't in the ward I was in, but he was in a ward we covered for Spanish, there's actually an HBO series on him, Okay. because he was a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, oh wow, the biggest um, cocaine trafficker on the southeast area. Oh wow! When he was doing it, so it's pretty crazy. From when in I, what what time frame? Oh, this was '90s. Okay, like late '80s, '90s. He was when I met him. He's in his '50s, I think. But anyway, he'd ended up joining the church. It's a cool story because the missionaries came to his door, and they were actually having like a little clan get together in the no backyard way. when the missionaries knocked on the mm-hmm. door and believe the clan doesn't like um, Mormons m- the Mormons <laughs> and so the missionaries showed up and he didn't answer the door he was in the back some other guys answered the door and actually pulled the missionaries in and they were going to beat him up oh man yeah because I mean they're all just drunk yeah partying in the back and he they because he was the guy that kind of ran the show so he came in the house and he stopped them because he said he felt something different about them, which is, is pretty cool to think. And I mean, good for those elders because they were they were bad to get in a tight spot. Yeah, they were they were in a squeeze there. And so he ended up talking to them and just about the Bible and stuff like that because the clan is very Old Testament driven. Um, and so he talked to them about that and started taking the lessons and he ended up getting baptized. But he had to um, actually get interviewed by Gordon B. Hinckley himself. Oh wow! Because so, of all the stuff that he'd done. So the prophet in had the to past. interview this guy for yep. worthiness to join. Yep. If you watch the HBO series, I mean, I wouldn't. It's very 
very filthy, but I just watched it because I knew the guy. Okay. But um, yeah, he's 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 done some things. Okay. So for context, for those of you that are listening, when someone gets baptized, they have to go through an interview to determine if they're living the standards of the Latter Day Saint Church, and usually that's done by a local authority or even just a missionary. But uh, with this guy, he had to get interviewed by the prophet, the president of the church, highest, you know, ranking official in the church, which is very, very uncommon. So that, that mm-hmm. is, that is wild. Yeah. When I heard that, that, that blew me, I actually went to him and I was like, is that true? He's like, yeah. Cause I was, you know, there's always that mission folklore. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure you've talked about it with people on here. So I was like, I don't know when I first heard that, but I confirmed it with him. And I just want to be clear that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints totally opposes the Ku Klux Klan and any of its ideology. So the fact that this guy was even considered for baptism, that he was given an interview by the president of the church, is a huge testament to the change that he must have gone through. I mean, to get to that point, he would have had to demonstrate over time that he gave up any of that ideology, that he didn't believe it, that he wasn't practicing it. So again, a pretty amazing turnaround that this guy would have had to demonstrate over time to be to be admitted to the church. Anyway, so now you kind of have his backstory. Wait, let me just ask you a couple oh, questions about okay. him just really fast. So was he a cool guy when mm-hmm. you, like, and he totally kind of made a turnaround from racism and things like that and was just just normal dude, or how, how did that work? As much as a guy that had the deep-rooted racism history as he could. Okay. You know, I mean... Obviously, he wasn't perfect. Okay. Um, to answer your question on if uh, he's kind of gotten much better with his, you know, the deep-rooted racism that he was in, because his father was in the Klan, and, you know, he gave an African-American family a ride home from church uh, every Sunday and a ride to church. And I know that sounds petty. He's come a long way. Yeah, that's really cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so it was, it was really weird to, like, find someone that like that was like such a big step for I did learn a lot from him in the sense of where someone was someone really listened to the spirit right like this is a guy that hated Mormons and then he just that little splinter of the Holy Ghost just like hit him when the Mormons were about to be beat up right in front of him through all his friends tossed around and it completely changes it just kind of wanted to share that because that was like a big testimony builder to me on how someone can change in a way like through the Holy Ghost or like get a chance, like almost a second chance. Someone that like did so many just flat out evil things. Just he basically before it was weird to see where he came from because that he was an evil man, you know, just watching the things he did, the people he hung around and he was the whole leader of the whole pack. So meeting that and just seeing how someone could change and then it got to a point to where he was interacting with African-American people is, I don't know, just pretty, it's, it's pretty cool to me. And there's tons of stories I have about him. He'd come out, um, he'd come out tracting with us sometimes and in the trailer parks down in, it was called Pinson, Alabama. It's just a really lower class um, trailer parks. And just hearing the stories that he had and he'd, just seeing him bear his testimony to people was really cool because he, he had such an influence because obviously being from where he was at, he'd actually helped get other people that were kind of in his circle baptized and not only just baptized, but just like having a much more, a much better respect 
to the church and to the missionaries that they never would have had if those missionaries wouldn't have knocked on on his door. I don't know. To me, that was just a really, really cool story, um, and meeting him and being a part of that is really neat. That is that is amazing. You know, we start in very different places, and it he started in a way worse place, like you said, clearly an evil man who was able to turn a lot of that around. You know, hasn't become perfect, but you know, through faith and repentance, has become a much better person. That's mm-hmm. that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. So, just a couple more questions for you. Um, while you were out on your mission. What were some of the things that you missed most from home? What, what did you miss out on and think about while you were out there? I'll tell you one, a couple of things I really missed out on. Um, and it was kind of, it was kind of bizarre how much I craved it my whole mission. And it was um, In-N-Out Burger <laughs> and Cafe Rio. And I, for some reason, I thought that would go away in the MTC and, and whatnot, but I mean, I was even laying there a year in. It's like, I could really use some animal fries right now. <laughs> was it worth it to serve a mission? Oh, I, absolutely. Um, I'd say that. And I I realized when I got out there that I didn't really have near as strong as a testimony as I thought I did. And I got um, put in my first area that it was in Gardendale. It talked about, and it's where the temple's at. So a lot of people don't like Mormons there because the temple's on some like really prime land. I don't know. In ways, I feel like I got put in that area to get my testimony like questioned because it took me a good four to six months, I think, to really dig in and like realize why I was there and what I was doing and that it was worth it. And I gained a great testimony from it that I can say um, how to take care of yourself in ways that you know, a lot, no one else your age really learns. I mean, moving out and going to college, yeah, you learn a few things, but I mean, on a mission, you're really tossed out there. It just teaches you to grow up in ways. Tons of different aspects. I do think a mission was well worth it, and I'm very glad that I was able to serve one. Awesome. Well, thanks, Devin. It's been fun having you on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at when I was on my mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.